God told me that it's time for us in 2018 to open wide our hearts and he would pour out his presence and his spirit, his presence and his power on us. He'd pour out his spirit, what? So we can experience his anointing and power at a level we've never experienced it before. God has amazing, amazing things that he's doing in your life. Sam, I just keep being drawn to you, man. I don't want you to think I'm just picking on you. Can you stand up, man? I just... Your, your, your whole family's called. You know that. Your whole family. And the enemy's just tried every way in the world to bring this little... We got teenagers. Come on, man. You know how it is. I got two. I know how it is, brother. We pray for each other. They're the best gift in the world. But, whoo, man, we got to stay on our toes, don't we? Well, your situation is different than mine. You got girls. They're smarter than boys. We know that. At least they're a few years ahead of boys. It takes us maybe a decade to catch up. Maybe when we're 40. I don't know. Maybe never. But then they also have an anointing on their life. And I just see the, the spirit of prophecy coming on you. Because you have such a heart to go to foreign soil. And you have been a builder with your hands and with the love of God. Now, God says you've been a good and faithful servant. And now he's released a spirit of prophecy on your life that you can minister in a spiritual realm. doesn't mean you're going to be up preaching and all that, but it means you're going to be able to speak a now word, not get thus saith the Lord God. No, a now word of the Holy Spirit that brings changes, eternal changes in the people you are around, but also it's going to bring a geographical change. You're one of the keys to bring a geographic, someplace you go all, a lot to, a lot, a certain area. And uh, it's kind of like you've been there and you've been there and you always get blessed for going. You love to serve, you love to give. So to you, it's, it's, it's better than a vacation, it's ministry. But I think there's been a time, the last few times, it's almost like, it's really great, but man, I'd like to just see this thing just bust loose. I've been saying it for years, it needs to explode. Well, the reason it does is you are a key and your family. I'm not saying you're gonna move there and all that, but I'm just saying you are a key that when you step on that property, when you get off that plane, you begin to walk just like T.L. Osborne did. You just begin to walk. You know, when T.L. Osborne landed, they would, in Africa, they would lay people near death in stretchers up and down beside the runway. And when his plane would land, people would get up off stretchers and be healed in many cases. Well, it's scriptural. I mean, they waited on Peter to come out and his shadow healed the sick. So. Scriptural. Scriptural. But I believe that there's a strong anointing of prophecy and healing on your life. Just put your hands over your belly right there. God wants to stir that up. Ooh, stir up your gifts, Father, the priest of this home. Stir them up. Release them over this family, over his daughters, and over future family members that come into this family. Let it be one. Let it be strong. Let it be mighty. Let it be your voice in Jesus' name. God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's so funny around here. You know, I, I might teach, preach for four months and not ever prophesy. It just depends because I don't do it to perform. I just obey, right. obey God. Anybody, anybody ready to open wide? Man, I've been, man, when I was home, you know, with Pastor Steph, I was home with her being a nurse last weekend. And, and, you know, it just gave me an opportunity, man, just to, I'm just continuing my fasting and prayer and being along with God. And 
soaking in the Holy Spirit. And then I had this little surgery on Wednesday, a little outpatient thing. And even more, just soaking in the Spirit and the presence of God. Lee, your world is getting ready to be so rocked. You know, I've heard words announced over you before from Prophet Trout and others. I think I may even give you a word or two about your steadfastness, about you're a faithful, strong man, that you're a consistent man, that you're a, a, a righteous man and a caregiving man. You're a protector. You're, you're a man of wisdom and many talents. You're a man that understands how to plan and strategically walk out your career, your life, your family, your destiny. But you're getting ready to get goofy. You're getting ready the Holy Spirit, I, I just see you kind of walking through your house right now. I see you kind of coming out of the master bedroom area, out of the master bathroom area. And I just see you kind of stepping across the threshold into that bedroom. And I just see the Holy Spirit in a good way, but attacking you. Because there's been a switch in you in, in recently in the last few weeks. You've always been a man of God, love God, seek God. No, no, no. But the last two weeks, there's been something, the Holy Spirit stirring in you. And you said, Lord, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. And the Holy Spirit, and Father, the Father said, it's yours. And there's going to be such a, you, you're just going to walk around the house. And Sherry, she's Holy Ghost woman. It's not a big deal to her. But if anybody else, they just think he's drunk. And I can just see you sitting with a robe, just kind of laying on the couch, crying and laughing and joy. I mean, a spirit of joy and the oil of his anointing is getting ready to saturate you at a level you've never experienced. And it's good. And it's not just the, the only level. You're going to start seeing it degree after degree after degree because you have set your mind on it. When you set your mind on something, you do it. And I just see you making a cup. These two words just jumped that open wide. You're like, ooh, man, it just like went off in your spirit. As soon as I said them, why? Because it's a prophetic word. It's not, anybody can say open wide. But when it's a prophetic word, when it's a word, a revelation, a revealing from God, from the throne of heaven, through the spirit of God into the atmosphere, those that receive it, results begin to happen. Whew, just put your hands on his belly there, Sherry, and just, whew, Father, I just thank you. For this family, just put your hand over top of hers, Lee. Father, I just thank you. I just thank you. I just, oh yeah, I even see Israel getting a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just another, another baptism, maybe two or three this year. I just see it coming on him. And I see, uh, 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 you know, a lot of people talk about the evidence of tongues. Tongues, the book of Jude tells us is to edify us and build us up. It, it gives us opportunity for our spirit to communicate with God. And, 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 and it intercedes for us, it intercedes for others, it edifies us, it builds us up. But the most important essential thing with the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that you are saturated with the fire, the power, and the miraculous works of the Holy Spirit. That's what it's about. So stir up your gifts, Father. Stir up your gifts. Download your power, your presence only. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Woo, man, I might have to give all three points on Facebook tonight. Hallelujah. Let me, let me at least get started with you here. Let me get started with you here. I want to continue talking to you 
about the Holy Spirit. It's Mark done such a great job explaining to you what the baptism of the Holy Spirit was last week. I kind of started on the Holy Spirit the week before. And, uh, and uh, we just saw 50 to 70% of the people, each service standing up saying, I want, I'm going to say yes to the Holy Spirit. Many of you are already baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you say, I'm saying yes again. I'll say it every day if I have to. I want more, 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 more. So when we look at it today, I want to continue talking to it, but I want to talk to you about the subject of fire and the Holy Spirit, of fire and the Holy Spirit. What's the relationship between the two? You see, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and the way we know it is by those fire signs that will flame up in our life because fire has some key principles and God talks about it to us in his word. So if you haven't been seeing this fire in your life like it once was or like you believe it should be, or maybe it's been great, you're ready for another level, I'm just telling you this is time to open wide to his presence and power as you seek him in word, in prayer, in fasting. You're going to just get degrees and degrees of downloads and downloads from God. And only you know where you are. Only you can locate where you are concerning the fire and the presence of the Father. Now, when we look at fire, the signs of supernatural fire, which is what I'm talking about, you got natural fire, but put super on the front of it, and it's God's fire, right? Supernatural fire are very similar to the characteristics of natural fire. For instance, uh, a natural fire brings warmth. When we are endued and empowered with the Holy Spirit, like what's talked about in the book of Acts, what happens is it brings a warmth. When you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, things heat up internally in you. I know that, uh, I know that whenever I, we were going through a little tough time, we hadn't been, we'd moved in this building, we hadn't been in it very long, and just a lot of attacks, the economy crashed, a lot of things going on, and I was just crying out to God. And he said, uh, well, he said, you don't, here's your problem. I said, what's that, Lord? And he said, where did all this come from? I said, well, from you, God. He said, yeah, and how did I deliver it? I said, well, God, you, you put this faith in me and Steph. You put it in us and you made us crazy until we just dogged out and took a step of faith and our amazing church family took it with us and, and it came. He said, well, where'd it come from? I said, inside me. He said, so if you're always focusing on protecting what came out of you, you won't have time to focus on what I'm putting in you to bring out of you at another level. So what I want to do is, it, in other words, if you are... You have an experience with God. You give your life to Christ. You're baptized in the Holy Spirit. You even have ministry and results in your life. Everybody should be doing ministry. You, you have it. But then you're so busy training and taking care of things and, and taking care of the things God blessed you with and the relationships God blessed you with, but you're not focused back on the inside, connecting with God over and over every day, receiving fresh manna, fresh word, fresh revelation from him. Then what's happening, you're going to become a manager instead of a producer or a creator. That's why he says what's happening inside you is greater than what's happening to you or around you. Jesus said the kingdom of God is not only around you, but it's in you right now. Hmm. So natural fire brings a warmth. What else does a natural fire do? It also brings light. It brings light. 
And that's the same truth with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It brings light. Ephesians 1.18 says, Paul said this, he said, I pray that the eyes, the eyes of what? Your heart. The eyes of your heart be enlightened. Yes. Be enlightened. See, when you're born again, the eyes of your heart are enlightened. They began to see and hear the kingdom. They began to see and hear the spirit of God. They're in tune to the spiritual kingdom of God. Now, when we are baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit, the eyes of our heart are enlightened. So what happens is you're enlightened and Paul calls it revelation. It's a revealing or an uncovering. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Heart is, uh, is, is defined several ways in the Bible. Cardia is one way. It's defined as your heart, where your soul, where your mind, will, and emotions are. But it also decide, it is where you're defined and talked about a lot of times in the Bible as where your identity is. You are a spirit, your heart, the heart of man, the candle of the Lord, the candle of the spirit. So what happens is this light, this, all of a sudden, you, I'll explain it like this. Whenever I gave my life to the Lord, and I won't go back pre-Jesus days, but I was saved for a little while, and, and I was saved for a couple years, and God began to deal with me about preaching, and I didn't want to preach. I went through a whole wrestling match for eight months with God on that. I finally agreed to preach. Now, I gave my life to the Lord in a Nazarene church, which is a great denomination, and the beautiful thing about them, they already teach a second work of grace called sanctification. And, and, and that, that's a great work, Really what it is, is it's sanctification when you get, when you, you set your human nature apart, the Adam nature they call it, and then you what? You have a greater experience with God for the anointing and the Holy Ghost, uh, the anointing and the glory and the Spirit of God on your life. And all of a sudden you begin to live holier, not because you want to, it's because you can't help it because you had such a touch from God and you're so connected with God, it sanctifies. It sets you apart from those things that easily beset you before. And there's a natural result and evidence of power from the fire of sanctification that sets you apart to where it begins to change and transform your desires and what you watch and what you even want to watch and what you say and what you do and where you go. And it transforms all all of that in your life. It's a second work. Really what it is, it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit without someone having the evidence of tongues. And so many people miss that. But what I want you to realize is when your heart is enlightened, when your heart is lit up, your human heart, your spiritual heart, guess what? You begin to see and hear things you would never see and hear to give you ways. You see, a lot of people know God, but they don't know God's ways. And what happens is when you give your life to Christ and you're born of spirit, then when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, immersed in the spirit, what happens is then you begin to see clearer his ways and you're able to operate and function for him at a higher level. Another thing that it does is um, it opens up. A fire has what? A fire has energy. It has energy. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit does what? It brings a power and an energy. The word energy, energia in the Greek language, means uh, to, to, to have a, an, an energy that is a power of authority, authority, an authority, authoritative power. And it's a different authority than your natural authority, your natural wisdom, but it's an authority from the kingdom 
of God. Now, we, we talk a lot around here about Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And Jesus gave us the promise, right? He said, but when you will receive the power, you will receive power when? 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 When the Holy Spirit does what? Comes on you. So if you're a born-again believer, the Holy Spirit's in you, right? But now you're getting ready to be immersed or baptized in with a fresh infilling and, and a fresh uh, overflowing of it. So Jesus' death and resurrection is the message of the church. It's the message. He came with a message, the gospel message. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what gives you the power to do the great commission he gave you to do. See, it wasn't, Jesus didn't, he had a two-pronged go. He had, a, he had a, a, a two keys or two principles of why he came to earth. And John the Baptist talks about it here. Where, where, where's that? John the Baptist talks about it, that, that he proclaimed two truths. Here's what Jesus proclaimed. John 1, verse 29, part of that says, John said this, look, the Lamb of God, who does what? Takes away the sin of the world. And then he says in Matthew 3, 11, John declared also, he said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. Now get this, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. See, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, you will be enlightened you will be a light to others. You will begin to see things you never saw more clearly. You will be a fire for God. When you come into a room, into a place, the presence of the Holy Spirit on your life will light up and it will begin to denounce darkness without you opening your mouth. People will be convicted just because you're there and you're giving them the love of God. You're not preaching at them. And all of a sudden it will give you the fire to bring cleansing that when you minister, when you pray, when you love on, when you befriend someone, it brings a power of fire that, that brings transformation and cleansing. So here's, here's what John proclaimed about Jesus. Two things. He said, Jesus comes so that you can be born of the Spirit. That you're what? Born again. And Jesus came so you can be baptized in the Spirit with fire. So he came to be your salvation, right? So that you can be blood bought, born again in Jesus' name. He came to transfer the spiritual life to your man who was abiding in a state of death. And when you gave your life to Christ in Jesus' name, what happened? Pain of your sin, gave your life to Jesus. All of a sudden, what was born again? Your spirit that was abiding in a state of death is alive. But part two, get this, and we're about done. Part two. And then he also came because he announced the promise, go wait, go wait on the promise, go wait on the promise. It's coming not many days hence, go wait on it. And what was that? That you would be baptized in the Holy Spirit with fire. That you would go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, right? Let me give you this little illustration and I'm gonna pray for you. My sword up here. Oh, yeah, I love my sword. Boy, his little boy Jack loves the sword. Everybody, all the little boys love this thing. Woo, it's heavy. This, this was given to me and was, I was prayed over by Pastor Rod Parsley as a spiritual son and one of his key guys and so on. And he, he, he prayed over me and blessed me with this. And the reason he did it 
was because Dr. Lester Summerall, who was his spiritual father, who's one of my spiritual grandfathers, was prayed over by Smith Wigglesworth in England uh, right before the war broke out and he had to come back home and Smith Wigglesworth was way up in his years and, and Smith Wigglesworth, Dr. Summerall was a shorter man, Smith Wigglesworth was a taller man and he prayed and weeped over him that he would see the, the final revival of God, the final move of God. And, uh, and Dr. Summerall was anointed and just anointed with his tears and if you don't know Smith Wigglesworth, Googling, he raised multiple people from the dead. He was a plumber that got saved, filled the Holy Ghost and when he did, he just broke up, tore up continents for Jesus. Crazy miracles, signs, wonders. He, they call him the apostle of faith. So he anointed uh, uh, Dr. Sumrall. Dr. Sumrall anointed Pastor Rod and a few other people. And then Pastor Rod anointed me and s several other people. And so this really represents impartation to me. But I want to use it as an uh, kind of an illustration for you to show you about the Holy Spirit and fire. And here it is. This, this sword, it's, it's, man, it's, it's heavy. It's real. It's a real deal. So this sword has its own natural form and shape, doesn't it? You want to touch the end of that? You want to just, it won't cut you. It's not that sharp. It's a real deal, isn't it? And it has its own natural form and shape, right? But I could take this sword and put it in intense heat. Intense heat and take a piece of equipment and hold it on it, and the heat will get so intense that it will change the form of this sword. And if you touch it while the heat is on it, what, it'll burn you, right? It, it, what? So being baptized in the Holy Spirit is kind of like this. It's like this sword. You don't become the sword. The sword, the sword don't become the fire. The fire and the heat is on the sword. But it can change the very dimensions of the sword and it, it, and it heats it up to a capacity that you can do different things with it. But the heat from the fire is on the sword. It's not the sword. Now that's the way it is when you're born again and then by faith you ask to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You don't become the Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit immerses you at a whole nother level with his presence and with his fire. And the reason it's significant is because Jesus said that must happen so you could fulfill his great commission. Because he said signs and wonders follow those that believe. We don't follow signs and wonders. Too many Christians are looking for signs and wonders. We need to be demonstrating the kingdom so people follow the signs and wonders because we follow Christ. So I want to encourage you this morning to allow the presence of the Holy Spirit and the fire of God come on you at a level that maybe it hasn't come on you in the last month or the last year or the last decade or for some of you it's never been on your life like that. I want to challenge you to go back like you just, if you've been a Christian for 40 years, just go back and just say, look man, it's what I've been doing over and over. Lord, I just want more. I don't care. I mean, I, I came into this thing unashamed. I was already a mess. There wasn't much left of me when I came into this kingdom and, and I'm fine. You know, to die is the game. I just beat you to heaven. I, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of anything. I just want you to know 
that this is a unique season that we come together in faith together. It encourages one another that the heat can begin, begin to be intensified. Imagine if you have 300 or 500 or 600 sores, swords. They're so hot with flames coming out of the end of them and you had special gloves to carry them. Just think how much more effective that sword can be at cutting through things and, and, and taking down strongholds and tearing down things. And what I want you to realize is God wants you to use you as a sword of his word, a sword of his spirit. He wants you that when you pull in your neighborhood, the devils know you just pulled in your neighborhood. When you get out and walk out of your garage or on your sidewalk, they know a woman or a man of God just got out of their car and stepped ground. And when you step foot on that ground, you have authority over that ground because of the fire of the Spirit of God that's on you. See, you've been praying and it's felt like ain't nothing happening. The reason nothing happened, because you've been praying. But when you begin to open yourself up to the presence and power of God, and you begin to seek him for who he is, he will give you what you need to go to the next level in your life. He will give you what you need to walk in healing, to walk in faith, to walk in prosperity, to walk in the kingdom authority he's given you. Because you and I are his weapons. You and I are his tools. We are the vessels that carry the presence of God. The Bible says we are the tabernacle of God. And what I want you to realize is the corporate anointing in this church is just going to get so strong. I'm just telling you, so strong. It's going to be, uh, so, let me end with this. I, I was, uh, I was, uh, Faithful, love my Nazarene heritage, love Pastor Art that mentored me when I gave my life to the Lord there. Just amazing. And, and uh, whenever I, man, a few years into it, I started preaching and I ran a few businesses, but I also went away to Mount Vernon Nazarene University in Columbus, Ohio, north of Columbus, Ohio, and was studying there to get ready to go into seminary. I was studying to get my Master's of Divinity, and I was in my second year of that, and here I am at this time, about 20, 23, 24, I think. And, and it's almost like starting over again. And and some things happened in events there that got me hungry to seek the Holy Spirit. And long story short, I sought it there and I came home to visit. I knew of a guy that pastored a small spirit-filled church in another little city called Prestonsburg over from where I lived and I did business with him. And he was a great preacher, still is a great preacher, Danny Curry. The church at that time was named Rock of Revelation. What a name, I love it. And so I went over and I had my, and I talked to him over the phone. I said, man, I just can't, I can't, God won't let up. I, I know I'm sanctified, I know all that, and I wanna be filled with the Spirit, but I just don't, I've tried, I've fasted, I've prayed for over a month, I just want it, I want it, I want it. He's like, well just, you just see any question you got, come on over to service tonight, Sunday night, just come on over to service, and I'll answer any question you got, I'll pray for you. So man, I wrote all this down on a legal pad. I mean, I had two pages of one line, two line questions, because I didn't want question to be rude, I just wanted to know so I could get this thing. I made it way more complicated than it was. And I remember he preached, I don't even remember what he preached on. And then we went back to his office after everybody left and I sat there in a chair and he, he began to talk to me and, and all of a sudden went over and I just said, uh, he said, okay, okay, Junior, because I was marrying Dalton Junior, you need Miss Junior. Okay, Junior, so what's your questions? I got down about three questions. He said, look, you just want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? I said, yes, I do. So I'm sitting there in a the chair and he comes over and prays on me and I didn't feel the heavens open and I didn't start crying and shaking or nothing. I mean, I felt a presence of God, but it wasn't like something spectacular. 
And he just took his hands off and said, wait a minute. He says, you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit. I said, yeah, but I'm not speaking in tongues. I want to speak. He said, you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit. It'll come. It's by faith. When you take a step of faith to speak it out, don't worry about it. The big thing is that you are baptized in the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. That, that by faith, you'll you, you learn how to do the tongues. You can speak it. So, I was, okay, I received his word. I went home that night, and I was asleep. I was trying to go to sleep. About 11 or 12 o'clock at night, all of a sudden, whew, Holy Spirit rode into my bedroom. And the Holy Spirit went over me. And I just kind of raised up and just started, I thought, I'm going to do this. And as I attempted to do it, all of a sudden, tongues came out of me. My prayer language came. And then it it just gave me more faith and confidence in my baptism, right? And I could tell you some miracles, how I had relatives that were healed because of that, that were liver disease, different things instantly in our home. Um, But I remember one night, I was laying in my bed, and this was a while after I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a matter of maybe a couple months. And I'm going to pray with you after this. And I, I don't even know if I've told this experience to the church. may have years ago. But I was laying there in bed, and I was asleep. And I I'm not a good sleeper. I'm restless. I don't sleep well. Change that confession in Jesus' name. Amen. But I didn't need much sleep. A few hours, and I was ready to go. But I'm just out. It's in the middle of the night. All of a sudden, I feel this heat come from the bottom of my feet and go, and it sounded like a wind. And I'm just laying there. And I usually sleep on my side or curled up, but I was just laid back on my bed like this, a sound asleep, which is so unusual for me. No, actually, it went from my head down. And I, and I couldn't open my eyes. I was like, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. I knew that spirit. Woo. All of a sudden, he went, second time. And I felt it so strongly, it, it kind of frightened me. I was getting where I couldn't hardly breathe. I was like, and I hadn't opened my eyes or anything. And then he comes, and I'm pinned to my bed, and then a third time, top of my head above me. And I'm laying there at that time just trying to, you know, it's like I, I think I'm going to die. I really, literally, as God's my witness, I thought I was going to die. I couldn't breathe. It was great. It wasn't bad. It was a great spirit. It was a great experience. It was a great anointing. And, 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 I, and then finally, I took all I could take. I took, I've had this happen two times at least, maybe three times in my life. And it took, and finally, I had to raise up and go, ah! Because I felt like I was just going to go over. I just felt like I was getting ready to breathe something other than oxygen. I mean, it was so heavy heavy and strong, but beautiful and great. And, and I'm like, Lord, what, 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 what's going on? And he said, that's my anointing. He said, that's what you can handle right now. I'll, I'll come back again another time, but that, that's what you, you work with that right now. And so later that week, my aunt came in who was from Columbus and had her daughter. Her daughter was an alcoholic. And at that time, she was in her late 30s, early 40s. Maybe Sue was about 40, I think. Rough life alcoholic, had cirrhosis of the liver, already knew that. She's on 19 or 20 medications. They'd only give her a few months to live. And she just wanted to come home and visit. Well, her mom, Aunt Ellie, was still hitting the clubs in South End of Columbus. I mean, she was 70 years old, 72. She'd had a boyfriend 30 years younger than her. She'd go in fighting them bars in South End of Columbus. Aunt Ellie was a tough girl. Man. She's a gal. 
And, but she had given her life to the Lord a couple years before that. And Sue, I think, had given her life to the Lord. And so they're at mom's house. I go in, and they're at the little kitchen table at mom's, and I'm talking to them. And this experience had happened to me with about a week earlier, you know, and I'm all excited. I've done it long before I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, man. And then all of a sudden, man, this anointing came over me. And I just looked at Sue. She's talking about, yeah, look at my bag of meds. And Aunt Ruby, they gave me three to six months. My liver's gone. I've had cirrhosis of the liver for a while. It's the drugs, the booze, it's just gone. And, and she was frail. And she's always such a vibrant young lady. It's just frail. And just all of a sudden, I just looked at her. I said, Sue, you want to be healed? She me said, well, yes. I said, well, i tell you what first. Let's pray and you give your life to the Lord. And then I'm going to pray for you and God's going to heal you. She said, Okay. So I led her to the Lord at the table right there, gave her life to the Lord. I don't know if she rededicated her if it was her first time. And then I said, well, I'm going to lay hands on you. And when I do, God's going to heal you. And she was like, you could feel the presence in the kitchen. I mean, it was just, and I laid my hands on that girl, and I am telling you, the power of God hit. And it didn't knock tables or nothing, but you felt. And she said, I, I feel different. I, I feel different. And uh, I got to get her sometime to come and testify this. She said, I, I feel different. I said, I know you do. You're healed. And sure enough, she was instantly, she said, I got to go back to the doctor in a few days so I get back to Columbus. I'll see, but I feel healed. I don't, and, and I said, you know, you take your medicine. You don't. Said, I'm not telling you don't take your medicine. She said, well, I'm healed. I said, well, you don't take, you, 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 that's when you and God be wisdom is you got roast liver a few months. Well, she said, she called from Columbus, said, I, I've been home three days. I haven't taken any medicine. I'm strong with well, Sue. I was like, you know, I, then I started getting a little doubt. Like, well, you know, maybe you need, because I, I, I believe you take your medicine unless you got, you better know what you know, right? And she said, no, I'm just telling you, Junior, I'm healed. I, I, I'm up cleaning the house. I, I'm ready to go back to work. I, I'm going. So I said, well, when's your doctor? It's another day or two. So I said, go to your doctor. Come to the doctor. And the doctor was astonished. God had given her a brand new liver. Brand new liver. I mean, we've had blind eyes open right here at this altar. Lady in our church on a normal Sunday morning. I am telling you, I'm not getting spooky with you, you know, whatever. This is real. And here's the key. You can have as much as you want. But you got to get this thing right here between your ears out of the way. And seek the Father. Open yourself to the Holy Spirit. I've already started fasting. I, I'd recommend start giving some things up. Start fasting some things. Start getting rid of some things. Start, man, you know, take your little three-day fast, just some water and some juice, just get your body. I'm just telling you, you, you'll start hearing God like you hadn't heard him in years. I'm just telling you. You carry the anointing of God. You are the anointed. You are the anointed. It's wild, uh, David back there, who's an amazing surgeon here in the city and has a medical practice, and I'd spoke over him a couple weeks ago about God opening up doors nationally and different things. It's like, you got a call how long after that word? The next week, a call from D.C. wanting, to part, wanting him to partner on some projects. I'm just telling you, I don't have to prove anything to you. All I got to do is obey the Father. Just obey the Father. I see some deaf ears just opening right now. Just right now. You got some deaf. You got some problems in your ears. Just put your fingers in your ears right now. 
I'm going to announce deafness to come out now. Deafness, come out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You want to be, anybody with your ears, you feel anything there? Did you see, see anything? I don't, this is a church service. I don't have time. I'd start bringing you up and we'd finish it off. I, I was in North Carolina one time. This church I go to each year and do revival. And God told me on the night service, it's packed. I don't know, close to a thousand people packed out. And, and the Holy Spirit said, uh, I want you as soon as they announce your name and get up, I want you to call every deaf person in this church. And when you pray and put your fingers here, I'm going to open their ears. And I was just crazy enough to do it. And I mean, when I said that, there was like, I don't know, over 15, maybe 18 or 20 lined up, deaf, hearing aids, there, right down that line, over 80% of them instantly, brand new ears, over any, and many of them, the others that weren't were highly improved. What? But God said do it. Now, I'm not going through everywhere doing that. I'm not, it's not me. See, what I want you to do, I'm trying to tell you, it's just normal occurrences. See, the pressure's not on you, it's on God. He's just looking for somebody willing. If you want the fire of God, the presence of God at another level, just stand up real quick because I went late. Whoosh. Just raise your hands to heaven right now. And I'm getting ready to pray over you right now. You want a fresh outpouring. Tell people, share it, get on. I don't know what God's going to do at 6 o'clock on Facebook, but I wouldn't miss it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, I speak the wind of your spirit from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Usher over us now. Usher over us from our fingertips to our elbows to our head to down through our mind and our upper body and our abdomen all the way down through our legs and to the end of our toes. Sweet Holy Spirit, refresh us. Refresh us. Refresh us. You're welcome, Holy Spirit. You're welcome to do your work. Lord, we receive your fire right now. We receive your presence right now.